You're listening to the Party Girl Podcast with Chelsea Curtis, episode 87. I had a bit of a wild weekend because I ended Startup Ignition on Friday. It was a killer, crazy, amazing day. But then immediately after, I went to the party store and to the grocery store and did my Walmart grocery pickup because I did my daughter's seventh birthday party on Saturday. And so today I'm going to recap Friday and then I'll do another episode to count for today, which is um, gonna be all about my daughter's birthday party and some of the things I've learned as an event planner along the way. So Friday's Startup Ignition training day was even more intense than the first two. I'm not sure why in my mind I thought, oh, this will ease up for some reason. Um, Maybe we'll do like, you know, role play or practice implementing. No, no, no. We learned all about investors and how to fund your business. And before going, I have to admit that I didn't really see the point in I guess selling your business, it's, it's a new concept for me. And as I've been learning, my mind has been opened to some really amazing possibilities. And I want to talk to you about investors now. So in the last episode, I talked to you a little bit about the purpose of building a business. And if you're thinking very entrepreneurially, entrepreneurially, is that even a word? If you're thinking like an entrepreneur, um, there's a few different types, right? You may be the type of person that just doesn't want to work for the man. You want to have your own job. And if you made six figures or, or multiple six figures, that would be just fine with you. However, there's another type of entrepreneur that recognizes that if they have to work on the business, um, in the business, they'll always work on the business, right? And so you want to build a business that you can actually replace yourself, remove yourself and sell that business. Now, if you build it up yourself, you absolutely can have it be worth millions of dollars. If you have a scalable model, however, and you get investors involved, people that can financially back your business so that you can grow exponentially, if you are ready to sell, maybe instead of selling your business for a million dollars, you could sell it for 10 million or 50 million, et cetera. Now, this is obviously very, very next level, very grand scale because a lot of tech companies have fallen in this category. Um, but I mean, I think any company with a stellar email list of clients that are purchasing with a revolving door of, you know, customers would still be a good example to, for a business that you could sell for multi millions of dollars. And again, it's so interesting when you spend time with people who think on such a big level. Um, I'm going to do a little side tangent for a second because I think it's important, um, especially with my generation, millennials, and the even younger generations than myself. A lot of people my age want to have social impact. They want to do something that makes them feel good. They want to give back which is extremely and extraordinarily noble. What a beautiful way to use your time. John Richards, the instructor and facilitator for our Startup Ignition class, he said something that really um, surprised me because I've never, I've never thought about this way, but he said, you know, a lot of these younger people in their 20s and 30s want to create a social impact business and they are doing something that's fulfilling and good. And then all of a sudden they look up at 33 years old and they realize, you know, they have a couple of kids and that they don't have a business model that's going to help them retire because most give back type businesses, nonprofits, 
and social impact type of businesses are only going to pay the bills for you because you need to have a low operating budget in order for those to be really successful, which means that you make a low salary as a result. As noble as it is to make a low salary in the name of serving others, um, you're not serving yourself because you do not have any sort of a savings or retirement plan that is actually going to vest in your interest. So um, when you talk about savings, I don't know if you've looked at the amortization calendars of, you know, Sue starts donating to her retirement at age 19 and she's putting $2,000 a year in and she stops contributing after seven years and, you know, she'll end up retiring with a million dollars even if she never contributed anymore, assuming that she made five to 10% interest on, on her investments, right? So seven years of donating starting at a younger age versus somebody else starts seven years later, contributes $2,000 for the rest of their life, and they actually won't catch up because the compound interest of those first seven years compounds so much, it would take them another seven years to get caught up, even though they contributed um, longer because of the time. So if you want to retire at um, a decent retiring age, it, the name of the game is really how much money can you sock away with a decent interest rate so that you don't have to work every day of your life. Now, back to the social impact skill or type of business. If you're trying to build a business that is all about social impact and as a result, you're taking a low salary and as a result, you aren't saving and as a result, you have to work for the rest of your life, including past retirement age, you know, that's going to be hard because the realization of gosh, you know, I'm young now. These are my best years now. Why wouldn't you build a business? And this was his point. Why wouldn't you build a business you could sell for way more and use the interest of those investments at a younger age to create true social impact? So some of you remember the episode with my best friend, Heather, who is a philanthropist. And if you recall in that episode, she talked about her grandfather who created a company and sold it. So he sold that company for hundreds of millions of dollars, which, you know, that's, that's a, I think it's a possibility, but even, even so, like, even if it was only for, you know, a couple million dollars, he sold his company, was able to invest that money and create a foundation. And so now she has the blessing of being able to give away the interest. So his company was worth $250 million. The interest every year on that money is $13 million. So her family foundation, that's what they give away every year. Now, if her grandfather would have started a business, a social impact business, and didn't make enough money, didn't set up his business in a way to scale it, you know, he would have retired or not retired with probably not any money to survive, nothing to pass on. And again, it starts the cycle of now you're going to have to figure out how to provide for yourself instead of Again, what he did, setting his family up and this foundation up so that they can make a living giving in a huge, humongous way. Now, because I spent a lot of time with Heather, the social impact side, we have a lot of really good discussions about how to utilize this money. And a lot of people want to start something. And honestly, you guys, there are so many wonderful organizations that are already running very, very well. I'm pretty sure if you're passionate about a certain issue or topic or problem, you absolutely can find an organization and be a part of it and help them by volunteering your time while you're building your own business. 
You do not have to start your own nonprofit in your 20s, the most valuable years of your life. Again, we're talking interest, compound interest. And you don't, again, if we're talking small things too, like $2,000 a month invested into your future is not a lot of money. $2,000 a month, sorry, $2,000 a year, $2,000 a year. That's not a lot of money. And so even working at a normal hourly rate job, you could probably still make conscious decisions to set that money aside. And it really is going to come down to you choosing to plan for your future and thinking big picture, serving yourself while serving others. So his recommendation, and I'm fully, I've, I've been on board with this for many, many years, is to find a job that pays you enough that you can give and save enough money for yourself. And then if you want to donate and give back with your time and make you know, change and goodness happen, then go donate time or resources with one of the amazing organizations that already exists. And then not only that, but if you were to do that, how valuable would that be for you to be able to leverage the knowledge and the skill set of seeing an actual nonprofit working? I think nonprofits are kind of like businesses. A lot of people have a really good idea, but they have no experience or practical application or knowledge in how a good one runs. And so a lot of times it's like, you're going to spend your best years of your life, your, your most interest, I guess, interest bearing, if that's even a term years building something for the social good. When really you could have combined forces with somebody else and not only learned how to do it better, but saved yourself Um, the hassle and the time and your best years also taking care of yourself and your future and your finances. So as you can imagine, it was pretty mind blowing of a day to learn all of these things and to just kind of have it put into perspective and to think about it in that sense where you're not just thinking about serving others around you, which is kind of like the immediate need that you find, but you're thinking long-term and planning for yourself, your kids, your posterity as well. So that's that whole tangent. Now I want to talk about the next part that literally made my brain hurt and explode, which was getting investors. So there's a few different types of investors and investments when you're building a business. The most common actually is friends and family. Um, if you have a business idea and you test it and validate this idea and you come up with your business model and it's scalable, meaning it has potential to grow and make money, Um, you know, it may be common for you to be like, Oh, I need investors so I can make my business happen faster. The first type of investors are friends and family, people that, you know, I personally would never, ever, ever take money from friends and family. And it's not just because I have, um, you know, maybe strained relationships or I don't know. I just wouldn't ever want Thanksgiving dinner to taste awkward. And so if you lost that money, if you weren't able to pay it back, you know, that would be really damaging potentially to some of those relationships versus if it was an investor and it was a transaction because it's business and not family, you know, um, obviously if it goes great, great for everyone, but if it doesn't go great, you know, it's, it's a business transaction that they knew the risks when they were getting involved. And so the next type of investor is actually called an angel investor. So it's kind of like somebody that you may know through the grapevine personally, maybe not, maybe a friend of a friend. So it's an independently wealthy person who wants to use their own money to support your business in exchange for some of the equity. So this is part of most of the investors are going to want it in exchange or as a loan form where you're paying it back, you know, however many X you agree to. 
So with an angel investor, they may take equity in the company, they may take stock options, they may have certain conditions that they want. But again, it's almost like somebody that you know and they make an investment and they kind of set the terms. The next form of raising money for your business is called seed funding. A really popular way that people are doing that now is through crowdsourcing and things like Kickstarter, where people you know, contribute small amounts and we start this, this little seed fund and it grows and grows with the business. And in exchange, um, there's different tiers that people can have. And if someone's donating a lot, they probably get a little bit more. And the last type that we learned about was venture capitalists, which are usually firms of people who do business investing as their job. So generally speaking, they're people that have sold their businesses for millions of dollars, have quite a bit of knowledge in that. And now they're taking a business perspective and advantage and their skill sets to invest in businesses that they see potential in to, you know, 10 X their money as well. And again, they can take equity. They can take stock options in your business as well as becoming part of your board of directors and having more say in the business in general. So there's a few different options that are pretty cool as far as investing goes. And you, I mean, I'm really just scratching the surface here, but it was something that I hadn't considered because my question was this, why would I give some of my equity away to an investor um, when I could just sell the business and keep it on myself? And there's kind of this hockey stick type curve. So if you think of the shorter end of a hockey stick, it curves down like a J and then shoots right up. Now, when you're curving down, it's the building the business phase, investing in the idea, paying for the legal stuff, paying for market testing, investing your time, and you're kind of losing money because you're not really getting any income into the business. When it starts to tick back up and go up the curve and start shooting up for profitability and all of the benefits of a business that's being run well, that's where the revenue is coming in and you can start growing. Now, if I don't have an investor, it's not impossible, but statistically, it's less likely that I will be able to have growth as happen as I could later. Because if you have more resources, if you have more um, people who have better talents, more experience, better connections, your business is probably going to grow faster because they're going to be able to help you get the word out faster, maybe get access to commercials on TV or marketing campaigns that you wouldn't have had or whatever, because that's, that's how the money could be spent. So you, your business maybe would be worth a million or 2 million, maybe with an investor. Now it's worth 10 to 25 million, right? So then there's more to share. It's not really like you're losing out as much. Um, however, you do have to be super careful about the terms that you agree to, because we also learned that sometimes there are situations where investors take equity as well as stock and the stock gets paid out first when you publicly trade the company and everyone gets their big payout. And so that has happened before. Um, and I'm not sure if it's all listed, but he did mention that um, the the creator of Ancestry.com um, he, it was, it's preferred stocks is what I'm talking about. And he said, you know, that's the one thing I wish I would have understood because when he sold his business, he made virtually nothing. Um, it was in a position, needed money from investors. You can look it up. Ancestry.com losing all of his business, uh, revenue basically for himself to preferred stock options. So you have to be really careful. Make sure you're getting legal involved. I'm definitely not a tax professional, a legal advisor, anything like that. I'm just kind of sharing what I learned at this training, but if you want to level up and go to a business model that is scalable, that's going to literally put you in a position where you can bless your life and the lives of others by, you know, creating true impact and having enough money to actually make a difference, then I would definitely suggest going to something like Startup Ignition. It was life, 
changed. It really was life changing. I'm, I'm still trying to process all of the things I learned because in three days I had a complete mental shift and I'm thinking, okay, I want to hang out with more people like this, right? I want to be in these types of circles so that I can have true impact, um, true financial freedom and be able to serve in the nonprofit and make, uh, changes and social impact with real, abilities, um, not just donating time and not trying to start from scratch building something that I will use my best years building. So thank you for joining me in this episode. And I'm so excited to continue on and teach you all of the things that I've been learning. I'll catch you in the next episode.